You're listening to the Viva La Mami podcast, a podcast about all things motherhood. I'm your host, Jessica Cuevas. I am a mother of one on a mission to redefine the meaning of motherhood as a first-generation, bilingual, and bicultural Latina mommy. Regardless if we feel like a failure from time to time, or if we succeeded with the little things in our motherhood journey, it is important to celebrate all of these experiences as madres. So bring your cafecito as I invite you to be a part of this space and create raw and honest conversations about the exciting and challenging parts of being a mommy. Ahora, vámonos. Hola, hola, amiga. Today we are welcoming Leslie Butch, and she is the creator behind the account Latinx Montessori. Leslie is on a mission to help bring awareness and support to parents who are interested in incorporating the Montessori philosophy as a parenting tool and at home. Leslie has over 12 years of experience and is a certified Montessori guide and a mommy of a toddler. She and her husband see the importance of providing a positive family dynamic and foster a common parenting style, where Leslie educates many parents and caregivers through her courses and other resources that is shared through her social media accounts. In this episode, you will hear about what the Montessori approach is and what makes this method different from other educational and parenting methods. In addition, you will hear how bilingual and bicultural families can start implementing the Montessori approach at home. I had a wonderful conversation with Leslie and so much of our conversation truly resonated based off of our childhood experiences, our parenting styles, and how really the intergenerational trauma is even shown through the way that we make decisions when it comes to parenting and wanting different approaches such as the Montessori philosophy. So I hope this conversation really sparks your interest in incorporating the Montessori approach in any way that you like at home or perhaps taking your children to a Montessori school. Whatever it is, I hope that this kind of helps you answer any questions that you might have had as it relates to the Montessori method. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Leslie. Hola, Leslie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I am good. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time because as new mommies, motherhood got us all busy, right? Yes, <laughs> for yes. sure. Yes. yes. I'm very honored for you to be here because I found you on Instagram as it related to like Montessori and I just love your handle. Like it's very intentional oh, about Latinx you. Montessori. And that yeah. literally spoke to me because oftentimes uh, in the Montessori world, I feel like, or at least that's how I get the vibe. It can feel exclusive. And so the fact that you are very intentional with your audience and your intentions about like sharing, you know, a Montessori at home approach with with your child i think it's phenomenal so we'll definitely touch on that but before we kind of get that conversation started can you tell us a little bit more about yourself yeah well first and foremost thank you i'm very honored to just be in your space and to really represent our comunidad i know that so many of us didn't grow up in 
a Montessori home or in which I know you, as you mentioned, we'll touch base on that a little bit more and what that really is. But thank you. (laughs) My name is Leslie and I am a Montessori certified guide. And I've been teaching in the Montessori classroom for eight years now, but altogether, I've been working with children and with families for a total of 12 years. And so my passion truly lies in human development, cognitive development, and now seeing it as a mother before my eyes, I am just in awe (laughs) of human potential more than anything, because that's truly what the Montessori philosophy is all about, Mm -hmm. seeing our children as in their full potential. In January of 2021, my husband and I learned that we were pregnant and I was, you know, we were waiting for this for some time and it happened. And so after we celebrated, I immediately jumped on social media and started to follow accounts, just excited about the Montessori at home aspect, having that I was doing it in the classroom. I'm currently doing it as well. And then I was going to start doing it at home. And I knew that. I was going to be incorporating this into my parenting style. And I came across amazing accounts. I came across different blogs and different Facebook pages and Instagram pages. Mm-hmm. And I I was so surprised to see that I didn't see the representation that I wanted, that I needed at that moment. I didn't mm-hmm. see a bilingual Montessori household. And that was really hard. (laughs) That was very challenging when I thought I can't relate, culturally relate to many of these amazing accounts. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I cried about it a little bit because I was so emotional. I was right. I was pregnant and my (laughs) hormones were everywhere. And my husband said, well, it sounds like you have a problem. What are you going to do? (laughs) And so he encouraged me to just start an Instagram account. And he said, this is what we do day in and day out. Just turn on your phone and do it. And that's that's what I do on Latinx Montessori. <laughs> that is awesome. And that's just a great way that your partner encouraged you because I'm sure that he also saw the need as well as, as a potential parent. And you saw the need, obviously, and you were looking for comunidad, like you said. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's oftentimes what drives us as Latino folks, right? That mm-hmm. we are driven to like build community, but it's mostly like comunidad within your family, right? Your unit or, you know, your close loved ones. But when it comes to like social media, I mean, it just opens doors upon Mm -hmm. doors. And (laughs) the fact that, I mean, I literally search for Montessori, Latinx, and literally you popped up and I'm like, oh, this is great. So (laughs) I'm glad that you're paving the way, you know, for many Latinx families, because obviously as someone like myself that doesn't have no Montessori background whatsoever. Like for me, I'm curious about how that looks like and how I can apply that, you know, in my household. And and I'm glad that your account is there to to teach many families and, and mm-hmm. to kind of expose them to like letting them know more about different parenting styles, right? And different approaches. So, so yeah, so you definitely shared about you being a certified Montessori guide. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. So like I said, I I always knew I wanted to work with children. And way back when I was really young, in my teenage years, my sister was in a car accident. And so that led my family to be in the hospital setting for most of the time that I was in high school. And so we would go to the hospital after 
school weekends. And there I learned about a child life specialist, which is a professional in the medical setting who helps hospitalized children and their siblings through the psycho-emotional aspect of hospitalization. And so I truly impacted my, my heart, my soul, and I knew that was my path. And so I, as first gen, my parents are immigrants from Guatemala. And so I, just like so many of our Latinx community members that are first gens, that are immigrants, it wasn't easy, right? It wasn't easy to get there. I was the first to graduate from college, to go to a university. And so I, that was my career. That's where it all started. And so I worked in the hospital setting with children in the oncology department. So children going through cancer treatment. And I did that for almost for the first half of my career. And that was the pinnacle of just my career. That was all everything I wanted and everything that I dreamed of. And so then my husband, we got an opportunity to move out of where I grew up in California. And so we moved into a different state. <laughs> and so there, it was really interesting because we moved from a community in Southern California, where we were, our culture, our ethnicity, our language was the majority. And we moved to a state where we became the minority. Mm. And that was incredibly eye-opening to me. And so from that moment, I knew that we wanted to incorporate Spanish, even without my daughter, when she wasn't born, we were between us, we were just speaking Spanish, making sure that we were speaking it out in the streets. You know, representation has always been a big part of my heart. Mm. And so when we moved out of Southern California, our comfort zone, I couldn't find a job <laughs> in the child life setting. And so I, I thought, well, I'm going to go into education. I'm going to become a teacher and I'm going to, you know, get my certifications and do all of that. And I came across a local Montessori school here where I live. And I went back right to my studies and I thought, I remember learning about the Montessori philosophy mm. and I started to dive into it. And I said, okay, instead of being in the public setting, this really calls, um, just calls who I am. This is who I am and this feels right. And so I decided to go through the certification process and through all of that, as you mentioned a little bit ago, family is just a big part of who we are. And that is a big emphasis on Latinx Montessori. Mm -hmm. It's family oriented. It is family led, yeah. <laughs> really, because when there is a child, there is a family attached to that child, whether it is a caregiver, grandparents, uncles, aunts, whatever it is, a child will always have a family unit. And so that became just the heart and soul of Latinx Montessori. Mm -hmm. And so I went through certification, I been working for, like I said, close to eight years at a Montessori school. And when my daughter was born, it was, it was just everything I've ever, I felt like I had been working up to. And mm -hmm. like I said, as a first generation Latina, that just means so much to me because I know that um, there's my ancestors who paved the way for me, my parents who immigrated to a different country. I'm going to get all emotional right now no. that immigrated here to give us, you know, the opportunity 
we didn't grow up in this manner of respectful parenting because mm-hmm. they had gone through so much trauma crossing the border and they were in survival mode. Yes. And they laid the foundation for me. And I know so many of your listeners can probably relate so that I can be here today with an education oh, yes. and yes. with the opportunity to pave the way for my daughter so that we can continue to move forward as Latinos, as this Latinx community, continue to pave the way for those that come after us. So long answer to your question, but there it is. No, first of all, thank you so much for your vulnerability and your openness about your purpose, right? And Mm -hmm. and your passion about not just your calling in and being an educator, but also your calling in being a mommy and being intentional. There's really there's a rootedness in in this kind of conversation right like mm-hmm. there is a reason why we decide to parent the way we want to mm-hmm. because oftentimes maybe there was a need or maybe there was a there was a lack of you know either love or care mm-hmm. or you know security whatever it is from our upbringing and that definitely changes the trajectory in in a child's life and especially as we're raising children from second or one and a half generation Mm -hmm. folks right Right. Um, and so now it's up to us to kind of navigate and figure out okay what feels right what is still missing what is something that Mm -hmm. we even yearn for and sometimes we need to listen to our inner child right Right. to figure that out yeah yes yep yeah i love it (laughs) yeah for folks that don't know about montessori or who are not familiar can you kind of give us just an overview and i know that it it can be a long definition (laughs) (laughs) because it just depends on your approach and things but Can you tell us kind of what Montessori is, a little bit of the background of it, and how can you kind of implement that at your home? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, I'll try to be very brief, but really the Montessori philosophy was created, of course, by a woman named Maria Montessori. And so she intended to create this philosophy for the classroom. But the truth is that she called her very first school Casa de Bambini, and that is in the Italian language. But if we translate that into the English language, it is children's house. And so she replicated a lot of the household into the classroom to make it flow in the natural environment of a child's just natural desire to learn and to grow and to flourish. And so now in the more modern age, a lot of parents like myself, we've decided to incorporate that Montessori philosophy and Montessori principles into our households and to our parenting style. And so Montessori at home is very interesting because it can be, in my perspective, it can be what works for every individual family. Every family is unique. Every family is different. And we all have different needs, different desires. The personalities of our children are different in so many different ways. And so for me in Latinx Montessori, there's a big emphasis on the Montessori principles and being able to incorporate practical life activities, activities that we do that will bring community to our household, allowing your children to 
sweep and to mop and to wipe and to watch you cook food, right? Because that is the essence of the Montessori philosophy community. This is why she called it Jen's house. And so we know and research shows that when there is a tight family unit, a unit that works for the child and the child flourishes, the child is able to have more coping mechanisms and is able to just in various ways right and so that is the essence of the Montessori philosophy seeing the child in their whole needs not just the academics the ABCs and the number counting but seeing their potential and seeing their physical needs okay my child needs to move. They're super active. What can I do? Mm. Let's go walk. Let's go jump. Let's push a laundry basket. But if you have a child who is a little bit more calm and sits, then what toys, what activities can we do that doesn't require a lot of movement? So it's very unique to every mm. family. And so the way that I emphasize it on Latinx Montessori is the Montessori principles, connection and love and respect not only for the child, but for the whole family unit. And so, like you said, it can be overwhelming because there is a big emphasis, especially when it comes to social media, about the toys and the wooden toys and the environment and the low shelves. And so I really like to, my passion lies in the education aspect, the whys in the house. So, for example, wooden toys are Montessori, but why are they Montessori, right? So Dr. Maria Montessori in this aspect said a wooden toy so that it's not distracting to the eye so the child can focus. And there is isolation. If the child is learning how to do a pincer grip, their brain is going to focus on that pincer grip and not on the bright yellow toy, mm -hmm. right? Then the brain is going to be yellow toy, pincer grip. What do I do, right? There's so much happening. And so that's where my passion lies. And that's what I share a lot of on Latinx Montessori, the whys and the hows so that it is attainable for just every family. And so, like I said, Montessori at home, there's no black and white. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know, everyone will have a different perspective. And that's the beauty of being in social media that you create your little corner, right? And you share what, really, at least for me, I share what, how I perceive the Montessori philosophy. So the way that other people perceive it, that's how they share it. And there is no right or wrong. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to ever bash anyone on how they Montessori at home, because it's not black and white. It's really what works for you, what feels right, and what you can attain at home. Yes. Yeah. I love this because you are sort of validating what I do. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, because oftentimes we get very influenced with the things we see, especially mm -hmm. on social media from parents who are very much like specific in their day to day, you know, when they, yes, they claim like they, that they do a Montessori at home approach. But for me, for example, I have a nine to five. And so I take my son to, to daycare at grandma and grandpa's. Mm -hmm. And so their approach is going to be a lot different. Yes. Yep. And that was something that at first I wanted to be in control of, like making sure that my me, my, me, my, like do specific yep. <laughs> things. But I'm like, you know what? I need to let go. Right. Because mm -hmm. whatever I am doing at home, it may be very applicable to like a mm -hmm. 
I, I call it like a mix of Montessori and something else. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. But <laughs> but on my parents, I mean, that's out of our own environment that we created here. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and I love that you touch on that because there's so many people that don't have their child in a Montessori school, right? Yes. But they still have the desire to incorporate it at home. And like you said, tu mamá y tu papá aren't going to do right what you're doing at home. They don't have the little shelves. They don't have the little broom, but they are connecting with your child, right? Yes. Which is a Montessori principle. They are providing that love and that care. And so that right there is worth so much, right? Mm -hmm. And they can have all of the low shelves and the wooden toys, but if there is no love and connection with the child, then the child isn't going to get mm -hmm. right what they should be getting when really we're all humans. We all need love. We all need connection. And so that's just one little piece of just so much, right? right. But yeah, and I agree with you, like with my my parents, now they get to go on my Instagram and now they know <laughs> what we're doing <laughs> at home. And so now when they're gifting my daughter things, now they know, oh, she wants a little broom. She wants a little table. Yes. She wants, right? And so it's been really neat to also have this kind of online Montessori diary for my own family, mis tías, mis tíos, who are, you know, of the mentality of, ¿y por qué hizo eso? Ay, la está dejando. <laughs> right? But when they know and there is the understanding of why we're letting our daughter do something on the, her own, why we're letting her climb the pickle triangle <laughs> mm -hmm. when it's dangerous, why there's all of the benefits, then, right, they're able to understand it and respect that parenting style. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of following off of that, like with the the parenting style, right, and, and specifically the Montessori approach, like, how does this make it different from like other teaching methods or like parenting styles because i i get the sense that a lot of families they want to do montessori but i don't know if there's this like overthinking of it that you need to do it a specific way so i'm glad that you first defined it that it's all gray it's not black and white but yeah i guess what makes montessori different than other approaches mm -hmm. yeah i think like you said, right, there's some parents that want to do it and shy away from it. Mm -hmm. Because I think social media has given this light to the Montessori philosophy with just being, like I said, black and white. And I think that as consumers, and I say this with so much respect, because I think everyone is out there doing their thing and hustling, but we can fall into this place of following right what society is telling us to follow and fitting into this mold and a lot of it is our intuition right as parents we don't know it all we're learning along the way and so there isn't that right or wrong and so really if you are doing homeschooling Montessori homeschool then there's a different perspective right because then there is the academics that come with it and all of that but like you said, just like you, I'm also a mother who works a full-time job and I post on Instagram on my lunch breaks and when I have time in the evenings. <laughs> and so we're busy mothers. And so really the Montessori philosophy is being able to connect with your child, being able to respect their whole self 
and preparing that environment so that they can be successful. And really, Dr. Montessori said that it's an aid to life. What we're doing is just preparing the child for life, mm -hmm. giving them the independence to do things on their own. Because when we think about independence and we think about raising our children, I think about my daughter when she's 15, when she's 20, when she's 30, when she's 40, I want her to be a confident woman. Mm -hmm. I want her to be a woman who can believe in herself and not have these traumas that I'm, you know, working through body image and so many things, but it all starts from a young age, when we can give them that ability to believe in themselves to do things for themselves, to be able to make choices, right? So do you want to wear the blue shirt or the red shirt, right? From the very beginning, we're giving them the ability to make the choices so that when they are 15, when they are 30 years old and they're in a relationship, they'll know how to make these choices, right? And you want to build that trust so that when they are 15 and 30, they come to you, mom, someone just offered me drugs. There's a connection that you made from the beginning of time, right, with your child. And so research shows that the human brain grows by 80% by the time a child is three years old. And so imagine 80% of the brain is fully formed by the time a child is three years old. Forget the toys. Forget it all. Right. I want to hug my daughter. I want to have her here. I want her to know that I love her. Te amo. Aquí estoy. Que necesitas? Estás llorando. I understand your feelings. I'm building the foundation for her life. And so that right there is the essence of the Montessori philosophy. Yes, we're doing the math and the language and we're doing all of that. Mm -hmm. But all of that, <laughs> when our children are 30 and 40, all of that, they're going to know it. They're going to know how to add. They're going to know their colors. They're going to know it all. But the root goes back to the connection that they made with their parent so they can make the connection with their significant other one day. Mm -hmm. They can make the connection with friends and best friends and have a social circle. So it's important for us to think about it. And like Dr. Montessori said, it's an aid to life. So what we're doing as parents, we're preparing them for life. I think that it is an educational learning experience, but it sets them to like so much more than just what we do now or what parents do now. And I think that is often overlooked. Like I think as like Latinos and, and at least for me growing up, like we restricted so much. Mm -hmm. Like I felt I was very restricted in doing activities because me iba a caer or me iba a molestar or, mm -hmm. you know, it's always like everything was taken by risk and yes. mm -hmm. there were so many consequences in whatever I did. And again, it's not to shame my parents, mommy, please know that, right. but it's, <laughs> and I think it's because of the, the genuine care and love, right. That my family had, mm -hmm. you know, towards us, mm -hmm. but it's like, for example, when, when my son was learning to like take a step on the stairs and I was like, no, 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 And it's like, no, ma, like, let's let him, he's going to learn. He has to learn. Right. Like mm -hmm. even that little example, right. We're setting them up for success. And oftentimes in our comunidad, we, we want to shelter them. We want to mm -hmm. shield them from all of these different things. And, and, it, and it's not like we want to hurt them, but mm -hmm. I think it's a matter of a learning experience. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know what are your thoughts about that, but that's yeah. kind of like how I grew up. Um, yeah. And I know yeah. that 
that's why I'm not really a risk taker, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm very thoughtful about my environment. I, I don't yep. trust my environment sometimes when, whenever I'm outdoors. And I think it, it leads to like the way that I grew up. Right. Know? Yeah. And I like that you say that because that right there, the way I grew up, how are our children growing up? right? Do we want them to grow in the way that we grew, right? And so a lot of it, I think, you know, and I'm just so passionate about this, too, on how I think about that when my mom would often say, like, or, you know, and so much stems from her traumas, too, growing up, how her mom was raising her. And a lot of it, back, you know, two generations, it was, que van a decir, que van a, you know, no, no te vayas, caminando tú, you know, like, let's say you're at the library, and now we allow our daughter to go and go on her own and go, you know, get a book and go find the book that you want. That would have never happened with me. Yeah. <laughs> my mom would have been like, Shh, calladita, no, cuidado, no molestes a los demás, están leyendo en la librería, or whatever it was, right? But that's probably the way my mother grew up too. And so the way that for me and for my husband, my husband is an immigrant from Mexico and he came here when he was 12 years old. And so for us, it's so much about breaking those cycles, right? And breaking, it stops with us, right? It has to stop with us so that she can really flourish and grow and not pass on a lot of those fears, like you said. So like, for example, you know, like you said, I didn't grow up in the outdoors. Oh my gosh, it was just not a thing. Mm -hmm. My mother and father, they were working two, three jobs and, you know, so much of it was not in their control. And now I catch myself when we go outdoors, I can sit that baby in, which is important totally. But I think back to my mom, right? (laughs) Instead of thinking, okay, well, okay, why do we need to cover her up, right? Like in in reasoning with myself, (laughs) because I catch myself doing things like that and we se va enfermar, right? But it's like, okay, (laughs) we hold myself back a little bit and, Mm -hmm. you know, rephrase it to her so that it's not coming off of like, tienes que taparte, tienes que ponerte tu jacket, right? Instead saying, explaining to her and, you know, there's, so there's all of these aspects that come when you are, you know, of that only our community can relate to. And that's not in a negative way. It's just the way we were raised and just part of who we are. As we know, there is a misrepresentation of the Latinx community utilizing either the Montessori method or taking children into a Montessori classroom or utilizing at home. So why do you think that is the case? What are just kind of based off of your professional experience, but also anecdotal? Or is there any kind of evidence about that? Like, are we just not informed enough about like that there is this other way of teaching and learning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the phrase education is power, right? Mm -hmm. And again, Latinx Montessori is my my take right on my journey. And that's what I share. And so I know that just like myself, I know that a lot of Latinx community members, I guess you can say they come from families. And and I speak for myself, my parents were immigrants, and they didn't have the education that I had, right, they were out surviving, they were doing what they could do. And now here I am, they paved the way so that I can go to college, I took child development education, I learned about all the brain is doing this, the brain is doing that. 
okay, what does my child need? Oh, this is called a pincer grip, (laughs) right? This is uh, information that my parents didn't have growing up. And so we are in this generation now where we are enlightened, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's by education, and it doesn't have to be by education, but we have social media, right? Which our parents didn't have growing up. Now we have all of these different tools that technology gives us, different tools that we gain, you know, from having an education or our work experiences, right? Now I work in a classroom with an air conditioner, whereas my parents, they didn't have that. My mother was a seamstress. She grew, she worked in a factory, right? And so we come and there's this misrepresentation. There's this lack of knowledge because they didn't have, weren't enlightened with that, right? And now we hear gentle parenting, creanza respetuosa. My mom didn't know about that. No. <laughs> right? And it's not her fault. It's right. not. It's just the generation that they lived. And so with the Montessori principles, we can choose, right? We can choose, okay, we want to parent in a different way. We want to be more respectful, more conscious of what we're doing. Um, and like I said, there's no right or wrong. It doesn't have to be Montessori, right? I truly personally believe in the philosophy. I see it in the classroom. I've done it for eight years. I see the potential. I see how this truly helps a child in their inner self. And my kindergartners, when they leave, they're doing addition and subtraction and they know all the continents. And we're learning about botany and zoology. But why? It's because they love it. And it comes from the very beginning. They love what they're doing. There's a love for sweeping. There's a love for dusting. Ah, so then there's going to be a love for learning. Mm -hmm. And so I think going back to your question, in my perspective, we're enlightened now. We're in this Mm -hmm. generation. And so the question is, what are you going to do with the knowledge that you have about raising a human, right? And whether it's Montessori or not, (laughs) what do you want to pass on? Okay, now my daughter, she was raised this way, then she'll choose what to how to parent. Mm. (laughs) And so I think with our, our community, our comunidad, they're used to right, they're used to la chancla, uy, que no se porta bien, uh, hay contestón, right? And they're used to, it's rooted in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we get to see it and not judge them, but understand where they come from and kindly educate them and just, you know, because with our parents, <laughs> right? I, I don't go and tell my mom, mama, si no lo hacemos, right? I just say, en nuestra casa nos gusta hacer esto and explain it to her mm-hmm. in a very loving and kind way. And now I just show her my Instagram page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And which is like such an educational resource to have. Like, I just love everything that you have out there. And I'm going to make sure to share that to my family (laughs) as well. Just because, again, like, and speaking of misrepresentation within our comunidad, like, I think you are even enlightening us, right, about Aww, this. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you just not just you utilizing your expertise, but actually showing people that you're doing it with your daughter. And that is just mm-hmm. so powerful. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know that you talked a little bit about what inspired you to create Latinx Montessori, but For those that haven't followed you yet, can you kind of explain what your platform is and any kind of like 
goals that you have about Latinx Montessori? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as I mentioned in my, my corner of Instagram, I share Montessori at home and I'm just so passionate about it. I love it. I live it. I breathe it. <laughs> and my husband, when it was time for me to go back from maternity leave, we made the decision that my husband was going to be staying at home with my daughter. So he was a stay at home father for the first year. That was our goal. First year, we're going to get through it. We're going to give her that foundation. And it just so worked out that my husband was working at home because of COVID and just all of these things that kind of happened that weren't really planned for. And so he was at home. And so in my page, I just share who I am, my authentic self. And I seeing my husband do it. You know, sometimes I just pop my phone and record these very special moments. And so that's what I do on Latinx Montessori, give you a little piece of our home, our comunidad. And I always say, thank you for being joining our Latinx Montessori familia, because that truly is what it is, what it's becoming. And so I've created some courses on Montessori during infancy and how to implement it without so many toys. I've created a course on just the Montessori philosophy in general. And this is what enlightens me. This is what brings joy to my heart. (laughs) And so this upcoming year, I'm very thankful that a lot of opportunities are opening it up for my family. And I don't say for me because my daughter is the one who, you know, is the center of Latinx Mm -hmm. Montessori and my husband who has been my support system. So it truly is our, (laughs) our success, our community. And so doors are opening up and we are in a place where we are thinking about what we want to do next with Latinx Mm -hmm. Montessori, because we want to stay authentic to who we are and and yeah continue to just educate our 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 community (laughs) yes yes i love it and i just again i love your approach your intention because and for me and i always share this on in in the podcast about as a consumer right and Mm -hmm. and as a latina raising a bicultural bilingual son Mm -hmm. i want to make sure that i am not only gathering the resources that are very intended for him and us, mm-hmm. but also that I'm supporting Latinx owned, you know, businesses or educational resources, because there's, I think that there has to be a space for us, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not trying to sound exclusive, but right. again, when you're adding in the the layer of cultura, right? The layer mm-hmm. of like biculturalism or bilingualism Mm -hmm. you know and how it affects our day-to-day parenting and Mm -hmm. the fact that you're utilizing montessori right like there's just so many nuances to it that i think i i think there is a need and i really appreciate you having this platform so know that i'm going to be your customer sometime someday (laughs) with whatever you know venture or pursue you're gonna do but yeah, I think this is great. So again, thank you so much for creating this space. I, I of really course. appreciate it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. And so when it comes to like, how like practicing, right, like just practicing the Montessori at home approach, like, is there kind of like a way to start, right? Like, can you kind of walk us through like what your approach is, especially mm-hmm 
you know, when your when your daughter was born and now that she's a toddler, right? Like mm -hmm. it's all about evolving. I feel like you we adapt mm -hmm. to to the child, right? And right. so yeah. how how is your approach with that? If you can yeah. kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So if you go on my page, you can scroll all the way down to the very, very <laughs> beginning. And I was, I think, about four or five months pregnant at the time. And so I initially started sharing Montessori during the pregnancy stage oh. and how we can incorporate it and how your child develops, right? In utero, they develop the sense of hearing at a certain point. The cerebellum is developing at a certain point. And so then we can start talking to our child with respect. I feel you, I hear you, I'm having some spicy food, I'm having my hot Cheetos, you're gonna taste chili. You know, you start <laughs> talking to your child even in utero, right? You start mm -hmm. to incorporate this into your life because it's so life-changing even for yourself. And so you can scroll, like I said, and I started to document that really, I guess I can say document and how I was doing it, right? A sensorial experience when you are pregnant, you mm -hmm. go for a walk, there's the air hitting you, you're walking on gravel, you're walking on grass, you're walking on water, whatever, you know, on rocks and you're at the river. And you start talking and narrating to your child, we are now walking on gravel. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? Right? And so incorporating it, you're never, it's never late to start incorporating Montessori at home, mm -hmm. right? And Dr. Montessori said that education begins at birth, right? So when a child is born, and they start to latch onto the mother, education begins, I'm hungry, I need food, I'm gonna cry. Mm -hmm survival right and so that's where we start to educate our child from the very very beginning and then there's all these other little things of you know Montessori things that you can do like the Montessori mobile black and white cards to strengthen the eyes mm -hmm. develop concentration right those are all tools that come with the Montessori philosophy which I share on my mm -hmm. Instagram page too but incorporating it is just go for it and I think mm -hmm. you know in talking with a lot of my friends and even colleagues they say it's so weird to say that I'm a Montessori parent because it feels like I have to be doing certain things right and so mm -hmm. there's no need for you to identify as a Montessori parent right just start doing what you can at home just start like I said with those Montessori principles and it's all going to start flowing with you. And we all have different seasons. We all have different stages in our life. And so there are moments like right now, my daughter just started school, her toddler program. And yesterday, I didn't feel very Montessori. <laughs> she was being fuzzy and crying. And I put my phone away. And I said, I'm not posting anything until 10pm. And, you know, there was a moment where I caught myself, right? Just feeling this frustration as a human, as a mother. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't feel Montessori, right? And so, and it's fine, right? We all go through these stages. And so how can you start implementing it? Just do it, okay. <laughs> right? Just yeah. start, like I said, with those principles and respect for the child, right? Always narrating what you're seeing if you have an mm -hmm. infant or a newborn. And there's so much to it. That's why I created a course during the infant stage, because there is the aspect of language development. And how do we do it, right? In a Montessori way, there is the aspect of a sensorial experience. And how can we do it, right? So there's all those little things. But there's, again, there's no 
do it this way. You have to do it this way, right? Because we're all just so unique. Yes. Yeah. I think it validates, you know, just like if anyone is curious or interested mm -hmm. in starting the Montessori approach, there isn't a right or wrong way, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, if you are maybe doing like homeschooling, then there that that's a different yeah. way of looking at it because now you're being intentional to reach certain things in the development of your child, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have your child at a daycare, they're probably doing a lot of the, you know, days of the week and they're doing all of that. So what can you do at home to complement in a Montessori mm -hmm. way what they are learning in their daycare, right? Yes. And so, like I said, this is my take on it and people will have different perspectives. So the neat thing is that as individuals on social media, you get to follow those that you connect with, those that you, you know, feel like you value and you can connect to what they're saying and to what they're speaking and how they're sharing the information. And that's the beauty of the online space. And I will never say my way or the highway, right? Because we can get inspiration from just so many different avenues. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so I know that there is a lot of like, influencers out there and and I mm -hmm. also like follow a bunch of Montessori at home Instagram mm -hmm. accounts and YouTube channels and mm -hmm. a lot of them and I, I think it all varies on the person right some of them are like very Montessori where literally mm -hmm. everything's from like very expensive brands that I cannot afford <laughs> others are like get it at Ikea you can create your own right like DIY and so do you like really need to spend a lot of money mm -hmm. <laughs> doing Montessori at home? Like what is kind of like your take on that? This is exactly why Montessori really is for everyone. At the very mm. beginning, when Dr. Maria Montessori opened her very first school, Casa de Bambini, this school was created. She created that school for children who, I guess now the wording in a very respectful way, were of lower economic status. And so that's where the Montessori philosophy came from. Dr. Maria Montessori seeing the need of those children who didn't have much. And you can Google it. You can look it up. It's all there. I'm not making it up. It's her life story. And so that's actually where it started. And so we're coming to an age where, you know, we all have different opportunities. You know, some people can afford a $400 shelf and some people can't, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is no shame on anyone for not having the expensive shelf versus, you know, the one from the thrift store, right? It's really making it work for yourself. And so if people are in the possibility of spending, you know, the $400 on a chair or whatever it is, and that fits in the budget, you're not going broke, you're not, you know, and it's working for your family, then go for it, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to the Montessori philosophy, there are certain things that, for example, the floor bed, right? So for our daughter, we invested in a mattress that was going to be good to keep it on the floor because we wanted to follow the Montessori philosophy when it came to sleeping. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that when we, you know, had our baby registry, I said, okay, this is the one that's going to work for us. There's other things that my family is investing in. So for example, like the little pickler triangle, mm -hmm. right? I see the importance of gross motor development. I see the importance of giving her the opportunity to 
play in a risky way. And so we decided to put a budget into that because it is of good quality. She's going to be climbing it and I didn't want her to fall and I didn't want her right so there's like the safety aspect as well and so there's certain things here at home where my husband is making like she just he just made a little shelf and he made it <laughs> so yeah. there wasn't a need to spend so much on it so a lot of it depends again on what you're comfortable with right mm. do you want to get in a lot of things our children just outgrow, <laughs> right? Your child won't be using the small dustpan and small broom for 10 years, <laughs> right? But your child is going to be using maybe a mirror for 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. So in my case, we decided to invest in, let's say like a wall mirror that was acrylic <laughs> so that it was safe. And that it was big enough because we knew that we were going to use it for her movement area when she was an infant. Now we're using it for her dressing area as a toddler. When she's older, we're going to use it for her self-care area. So it's going to be moving up with her, right? It's like this evergreen product. Yes. So for our family, that's where we invest our money in, right? Mm -hmm. Versus like, oh, there's a ball, a sensory ball. Okay, can I make that? Or is there something more affordable? that she is no longer using at this point because she's a toddler, right? right? So, so much of it depends on what your budget is, what is important to you, right? What space do you have in your household, right? And so, yeah, that's, that's my answer there. <laughs> yeah, thank you for, for answering that. As far as with, you know, raising a child or children in the Montessori approach, what kind of resources do you have? You obviously shared yours, but that you have utilized as well mm -hmm. as you're raising a child. Resources that are friendly, you know, mm -hmm. that are culturally relevant, yes, <laughs> I guess. Uh -huh. Are there any resources out there? Yeah. And I love this part because I think this is why the education piece is just, I'm so passionate about it because I do this for a living. I do this as my full-time job. I'm not only in the classroom, I'm also educating the parents on how they can do it at home. And I, I'm often sharing resources. Oh, your child is having toilet accidents. Here's what you need, right? And so when it comes to resources, of course, get those from social media, the ones that you connect with. I'm going to have a YouTube channel coming up in the new year. And so I'll have a lot of the education piece there along with you know, like you just asked, so I often get asked, well, what should I get? What furniture? And so I'm going to share a lot more of that in a approachable way where it is affordable for everyone. And it's, you know, it's possible so that everyone can incorporate it at home. So yeah, gather that from, you know, this, your social media. There's a lot of great resources when it comes to books. So for example, there's a book called The Whole Brain Child, who talks about just the brain development, right? Because all of our actions are connected to the brain. When a child is having big emotions, right? When they're angry, they're upset, they're frustrated. It's all a trigger up here. So how can we understand this so that we can help them calm down, right? So there's like that aspect. That's the cognitive development of a child. And of course, there's like other books. <laughs> Anyone can DM me. I'm always happy to type <laughs> up answers for you guys. But for gross motor development and physical development, right? There's other needs that as a parent, you might want to know. So there's different books and different 
podcast like the one that you have here I know that you've also interviewed other bilingual mothers or Mm -hmm. and you have other guests too right so Mm -hmm. this is a great resource here so that you can just take that and go check Mm -hmm. them out and see if that works for you right so when it comes to resources it depends again (laughs) what is your need right what are Mm -hmm. you interested in knowing in and so I think that's why in my Montessori page community is a big part of the essence of what I'm doing, right? So if a mother, you know, sends me a DM, my child is throwing his fork, you know, when we're eating, what can I do? Okay, this is very specific. So my answer for her is going to be very specific for her, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, so when it comes yeah. to resources, feel free to reach out because I can, there's so many resources. <laughs> but yeah, that's just one yeah. example there on a book on, you know, when we understand the human brain, then <sighs> when that tantrum is happening, we're going to know that it's you know, a certain part of the brain that is being triggered. (laughs) Right. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'll make sure to share all other resources that was discussed here in this episode in the show notes. And that way, Mm -hmm. you know, folks can utilize them in the future. Mm -hmm. And I guess one question that I didn't prepare, but that kind of like stood out is when you have a partner, right? And Mm -hmm. oftentimes when it comes to, to parenting overall, I wouldn't say like debate or fight, you know, versus like Mm -hmm. one parenting style or the other, you know, but for mommies who want to have this approach, but the partner isn't comfortable or familiar or Mm -hmm. literally doesn't want to do it. Like, what Mm -hmm. is like your kind of recommendation? Yeah, I love this question. I get this. This is my most asked question. Really? Okay. (laughs) Uh And I share more and deep in one of my courses, but in a short format, there's a saying, actions are louder than words, (laughs) right? Show your significant other, show your parenting partner. When you start doing it, they're going to see and start to take that in, right? So my husband, I'm very fortunate that he was on board from, you know, when I was doing my Montessori training. But I work with parents in my, you know, in my career in the classroom who have this question as well. And so I often say, okay, Montessori is about giving choices. When you see your husband, do you want to do the laundry or do you want to change the diaper? You start giving choices, choices, choices. And then guess what? Your parenting partner is going to catch on to that. And they're going to start incorporating that. And then they're going to give you choices. And as an individual, I want choices. I don't want to be told, go do dishes. I want to be told, would you want to take the dogs out or do you want to wash dishes, right? When the parenting partners, or in this case, you know, other family members, when they start to receive it, then they're going to want to give it. (laughs) And then it becomes part of this relationship that is going to trickle down to your household and to your child. And so give your partner those choices, right? When there is an argument, because we're humans and we are individuals who don't always agree, I understand that you're feeling upset at this moment, and then you express what you need, right? Instead of saying, well, you did this and you did that, (laughs) right? And then when they start to receive and hear your respectful words in a firm and kind way, (laughs) because I'm always going to speak my mind, they're going to receive it and then they're going to give it, right? When our cup is full, then we are able to give. But when it's depleted, 
we can't give. So if we are the cause of depletion for our parenting partner, we can't expect them to be overflowing, right? And so give, and I know sometimes it's hard, but actions are louder than words. (laughs) And we are humans. Dr. Maria Montessori said that everything that we do, our children are taking it in, they're absorbing it. They are like sponges, right? We oftentimes hear, you know, a parent who says, oh my gosh, my child just said the F word. And it's like, well, how many times do you say it? Have you said it before? And they unconsciously take it. This is part of human development. This is part of humanity. We take it in. So for example, for us as adults, we're on social media scrolling, right? How much do you take in from social media? right? And then it becomes part of your thoughts, it becomes part of, you know, that purse that you keep seeing, because you follow, you know, those people that have this particular brand, right? So that's the same thing, right? You're taking from this case, this is a simple example, social media, let your parenting partner take from you, let them take from you, give them those options, give them those words of kindness and respect and affirmations. And it's hard sometimes, but the more we do it, the more we practice it, the more it just becomes natural, right? Mm -hmm. And so in my case, it just, this is what I do for a living, right? Oh, dear, you're, you're running please use your walking feet, right? This is just part of my like muscle memory. This is the way I speak. And so with my husband, he started to hear it and hear it and hear it. And then he started Mm -hmm. to do it and do it, right? Without me telling him, oh, this is the Montessori philosophy. This is what we're doing, Mm -hmm. right? He heard it. He started hearing it. And with my daughter, he hears me talking to her. So then he sees how responsive she is to please go put that down versus go put it down. No, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Then he starts to do things, you know, in the way that I'm doing them without me even telling him. Yeah. So I hope that makes sense. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love this. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's like, we need to model the way it's so psychological Right. And I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, as mamas, we are learning along the way. Mm -hmm. So that is the beauty of the Montessori philosophy and the principles that as Dr. Montessori said, it's an aid to life. I am being transformed when I am respectfully acknowledging my daughter, right? There's a sense of peace in my heart. And guess what? I'm growing as a mom. Mm-hmm. And so that is why in my space in Latinx Montessori, I do this whole family perspective of the Montessori philosophy, because it's not just my gr- daughter growing and learning and doing the Montessori. I'm learning along the way. I'm learning to be patient. <sighs> okay, she's having a tantrum. <laughs> Let me bring myself down Mm -hmm. so that I can model it to her. So I'm growing as an individual as well. Well, now I'm going to transition over to the Viva La Mami motherhood Mm -hmm. questions because you are a mommy yourself. Yes. It's just a way for us to build comunidad with other mommies Mm -hmm. on top of what you do. So the first question is, what still surprises you about being a mommy? Yeah, that's a good one because I feel like every day there's something 
surprising, right? There's a lot that going into this, right? Like breastfeeding and the challenges of, you know, having mastitis or having, you know, like these certain little things that are just part of motherhood, right? And so I feel like I'm often surprised <laughs> by motherhood in one way or another. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. It's never ending. <laughs> yeah. What is one tip of advice you have for Latina mommies? Yeah, speak your voice speak your voice, representate, and I'm going to get all emotional here again, but we are in this space, we matter, representation matters, not only for us, but for our children. And like JLo said in her song, let's get loud, because we are worthy of that. Our parents, you know, if we are children of immigrants, they paved that way. And there's this saying, we stand in the shoulder of our ancestors. Mm -hmm. And, and there's this, I read this quote somewhere, I am my ancestors wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. And so as Latinas, we are here for it. We're not perfect, but let's own up and be so proud of who we are, our culture, our roots, mm -hmm. our language, right? There is this essence of who we are. So yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. And what is your meaning of madrehood? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love. <laughs> love is, I think that's just the meaning. I never thought I could love so much, even with all of the challenges, right? Where there is the tantrums and there is, you know, when they no longer want to be, have a diaper change and they're kicking you, right? There's all these things. But at the end of the day, love is what will persist. And yes. that's what at the end of the day, I want my daughter to remember me as that love that I've provided her. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. I just, I can just tell like how genuine and, and passionate and loving you are and caring oh, for, for your daughter, but also just like within your platform as well. And, and speaking of which, where can our listeners follow you? Yeah. So I'm on Latinx Montessori on Instagram and then I'll have YouTube channel starting in January and I do have a newsletter so if you go on my bio page you can sign up for the newsletter and I do that education that's what I'm so excited about the newsletter there's an education piece that comes with it of you know just understanding it more mm. so yeah that's those are the places you can find me <laughs> that's great yes yeah. and I'll make sure to share this and other information discussed in this episode in the show notes but Leslie thank you so much for being here again and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Viva La Mami podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a review and write what episode really resonated with you. If you really loved it, share it on social media or with an amiga. As always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Make sure to follow me at Viva La Mami on Instagram or visit vivalamami.com. Please note the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be replaced by your healthcare provider nor taken as professional advice. <laughs>